Hey everyone, this is Kurt Frankum with Leading Saints, and we're doing a quick follow-up Facebook Live as we promised. I'm here with Jen Roach. How are you, Jen? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. You've been on the uh, podcast circuit on every, I mean, your your expertise was sort of made for moments like this, and uh, you've been busy, huh? I, I've been a little busy, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you're fitting in some sleep there, but... Uh, Thank you. <laughs> uh, as we get started here, and um, if, if, if people are watching this later, not live, obviously put some questions and comments in in the comment section. If you are watching live, we'd love to um, take your questions and see if we can bring some clarity. Jen has studied every inch of this case or this article that was written in the AP. And uh, definitely if there's anybody at least knows at least where to begin to find answers and clarity or where we just don't have answers, Jen was Jen's the person to do that. So we hope you'll participate that way. And uh, since our conversation, Jen, like uh, I said on the podcast, and, and if you, this is a follow-up conversation. So uh, we're, we're assuming people who are watching this uh, at least know about our conversation we had on the Leading Saints podcast published this past Saturday. And we talk about the AP article written about a specific case of uh, child abuse related to the church and, and whatnot. So um, that's where we're going from. So if you're confused at any point, go back to that episode. But maybe just give us like a 30-second rundown of what this is all about. Yeah. So um, I'm sorry, what the case is all about or what the update is all about? Uh, all the case is about. Yeah. yeah. So a uh, family in Arizona, two of the daughters got abused by the dad. Um, it's in the news now because the fam the girls, the, the girls who were abused are suing the church think the church should have done more. And so it's brought to light this idea about the church's helpline and, and what that is. Um, here's the here's just the, the reality of the situation. We have so many questions that are unanswered. I have a list of about 35 of them, right? And that list is growing every single day. I, we need to know this. I need a document for this. I need a document for that, right? So last night, really actually quite lucky, lucky I was pleased with this, the AP releases a video of one of the bishops, there, there's two bishops in this case. There's one, and then he's released naturally, normally, not because of anything bad, and then another bishop comes. So bishop number one is in a video that the AP released last night. It's fantastic. It answers a lot of our questions, but it also sort of brings up some new ones. Um, it has the bishop in his own voice saying that the helpline told him he was not allowed to call and his hands were tied. He goes on to say that he passes this information on to the next bishop. And this is really helpful for us to know. It explains some of the odd behaviors here. For whatever reason, this bishop had an understanding he was not allowed to call. You can, If you watch the AP video, you see his understanding is, unless there's another witness to this, unless the dad or the mom are willing to call, my hands are tied, right? So... That actually, it's a really helpful video because it, it gives us that piece of information. However, um, it's a it's presented in a package in a very specific way. We get one quote from the bishop, and it that's one quote out of a much larger document, a document I don't have access to, so I can't provide you with what is the extra context here. But they give us one quote surrounded by nine minutes of extremely carefully chosen images and, and music that's intended, every single thing in there, if, 
it's well done. Like, like this is their goal and, and they did it really actually very, very well. Yeah. They want to reinforce the emotional punch that they're trying to make with this one quote from this bishop. That's different than here's the entirety of what the bishop said in all its clarity and all its context. This is one quote that takes less than 20 seconds to say with nine minutes of packed images and, and, and music for emotion. So yeah, like I've got questions about this where if he was told that, that he couldn't report, where did the system go wrong? That's not how the system works. What happened here? Um, what, what, why, why did it break down at this time? Did it actually break down? What's going on? Like, those are the kinds of questions that I think are way more helpful than, oh my goodness, the church told this bishop to never help rescue these girls, which is how some of this is getting, getting portrayed. I, I also think it, it's fair to mention, um, this is another document I don't have, it's secret, the Arizona grand jury took up this question last year in, in 2021 of did the bishops do anything legally wrong? Grand juries don't take up moral questions. So the moral question is something different, but did they do something legally wrong? Um, that case has a number GJ 21-0072 if you want to look it up, but you won't find anything because the results of a grand jury are secret. I would love to also see that document. As far as I know, it's not available anyway. However, what we what we do know is they met last year and those bishops have not been charged. If this was an easy, a straightforward, oh, my goodness, these bishops did something wrong. Do you think the grand jury is going to sit on that for any reason? They're not trying to protect the bishops. Mm -hmm. So the fact that charges have not been brought forward at this point, I think, gives us a, a tiny peek. Um, which also probably leads me to the, the other piece that just needs to get said about all of this is this is an unfolding story. There's a lot that we don't know. Corrections are going to come out. Things that I have said in the last five days, I now know like, oh, that's not exactly how it was. I should be saying it this way. I should be saying yeah. it differently. And that's the normal part of the process. That's how this is supposed to work. So we're going to take corrections. Absolutely welcome new information figure it out, develop some new and better questions. Yeah. My last point, sorry, Kurt. You're good. <laughs> My last point is um, do not throw out the faith baby with the abuse bathwater, right? Even, even if the helpline messed up here, we can fix that. Do, do not let your faith become one more victim of Paul Douglas Adams, mm -hmm. right? He's the monster here. He he is the perpetrator of evil here. That evil would love to destroy your faith and that is completely unnecessary. He does not get to win here. Absolutely not. You can hold on to your faith and still say, huh, maybe we should fix some things. Those two things are not incompatible. Paul Douglas Adams does not win. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I guess a follow-up question I have in, you know, with the backdrop of our conversation we mm -hmm. had last week for the, the podcast, just some information I've been hearing and maybe some further clarification yeah. is the concept of this, this idea that the Bishop needs to call a legal line because of the legal ramifications of reporting abuse. And that some States or a non report 
uh, clergy type state. So what, yeah. what do we, how can we better clarify that concept? Uh, yeah, thank because you. I'll tell you what, Twitter is not happy that we said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly aware of that. Um, <laughs> stay off of Twitter. <laughs> um, I have said this poorly and contributed to that problem. And I would like to say it differently. There are no states in which reporting will ever get you legal consequences. There's no, no state where the, the, the state's going to come after you and prosecute you and say, you reported it. You really should have kept it secret. That is not a thing. If I have said anything that has made that seem like that's a thing, it is not. However, there are privacy issues at play. That's what's at play in the Oregon case. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman's taking the court to the church to court because they disclosed her husband's abuse and it's privacy laws at play there. Um, so, so no reporting wasn't illegal there. And yet this Oregon case still isn't thrown out. She has a, she has a leg to stand on because of the laws that are there. So mm-hmm. yeah, we need to be saying that in, in better ways. It, it, there is no state where that's illegal, but there are states where it gets complicated. Yeah. And that's where legal um, discussion with a, an attorney is helpful, not because mm-hmm. anybody's trying to hide something or not report yeah. abuse. Yeah. We just need to consider all the things. And and that's that's a tough thing is people, I feel like the and again, social media, I I mean, don't don't make me get that soapbox out. I'll stand on that soapbox if, if yeah. I need to. But it's so easy to sort of go to these hyperbolic stances that seem so moral of yeah. saying why who cares of the consequences the bishop should just act he should report he should do these things why even take the step of getting legal counsel but i've been that bishop so many times i really don't know what i don't know i just need someone to talk to and the church has a great system providing that legal resource and i'm going to i'm going to consult with an attorney before i make any statements and it's not because i want to protect uh an, an abuser or or keep someone in, in a victim state yeah it's 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 just complicated right and yeah it, it, it's also it's actually in the best interest of the victim if this is done carefully because here's what doesn't get talked about okay yeah. um a domestic violence and there was plenty besides sexual abuse there's plenty of, of physical abuse in this home a domestic violence victim is in most danger of being killed or murdered by her intimate partner when she tries to leave a situation, right? Just statistically, if, if he's going to kill her, that's when he's going to do it. So one possible outcome of what, what it means to report. And if they like, so if CPS and, and the police aren't thinking through this carefully, they do, but I'm just giving you this background so that people understand what happens. Like if they had not thought through it carefully, what, what do you think goes on? They send a, a, a black and white police car down that dusty road that we've all seen the picture of. Sirens blaring. Well, they pull up at his house. He's an incredibly violent and manipulative man. The children and the wife, I guarantee you, are going to do what victims do in that in that situation, which is they take their story back. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is no shame on them. Literally, I have been that person. I get it. But they take, oh, no, 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 everything's fine here. Everything's great. The police then cannot do anything. And they get back in their car and drive away. Well, as soon as they're out of the driveway, what do you think happens to those kids? Yeah. Right? These things yeah. have to be thought through carefully. The the cowboy, I would just go blazing in there and go rescue those kids. That's not how it works. Yeah. 
Yeah, even if, and of course you'd say, well, I wouldn't just go in there. I'd, I'd call the police and we'd go get them, right? But there's mm-hmm. just so many technicalities. And again, we're not saying that the bishops in this case did everything right. We just don't have a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But my mind goes back to the Elizabeth Smart scenario where so many times she could have just ran up to somebody yeah. and said, I'm Elizabeth Smart. Here's my, here's my perpetrator. Save me. But yeah. she didn't. And you hear her story and it's so understandable why she didn't just do that. And so yeah. very complicated situations. Let's, let's take the steps and legally go after these, mm-hmm. these awful predators and yeah. make sure that this never happens again. Now, again, I think maybe we shouldn't even start with this. I don't think either of us are, I think we, the, the church, the, the community, the mom, everybody involved in this case that the AP article is talking about, mm-hmm. There, there's a whole lot of drop balls and, and it yeah. is horrible and it should never happen like this ever again. Yeah, there, there is, this is not take it. If the helpline re- gave the wrong advice, this is not to take away from that, but there is blame here in so many directions. The judge himself in, in, in this case says um, this woman had more opportunities to rescue her children than any other woman in a situation like this, including an incredibly eager family to help her who had resources to do so and was willing to do so, including an entire ward that had resources and help for her, including her husband sometimes being gone for months at a time. And she didn't. Um, So yeah, yeah, like, let's look at the entire picture. Let's fix what we can fix. Don't, do not let Paul Adams be the evil idiot who ruins your faith. Yeah. He does not. He's already ruined a lot. He ruined those girls' lives. Yeah. Don't let him ruin yours, too. Yeah. And then another point of this is as the AP keeps re- releasing information, it sort of <laughs> seems like people like us or, you know, people that want to understand we're playing catch up. Right. But the Absolutely. reality is the AP holds all the cards here. And may, I hope they do keep releasing more information. The more Please. information <laughs> we can get on this case, the better. Right. Yeah. And I just think like, yeah, we can we can point at this situation and saying. Mm-hmm church dropped the ball the, yeah. the system broke down it didn't work and i have no doubt that in the future it's going to work better because yeah. we have this information yeah we are we are not adversaries to the ap i want them to release information i would love to have all of the documents that they have right like like, like let, let's do it let's answer the questions let's figure out the problem and fix it mm-hmm. um in the next days and weeks more information is going to come out that's probably the only thing I can promise you. More information is going to come out. More things that have already been said are going to need to get said differently. And that's okay. Um, we don't know what we don't know. We are the ones behind the eight ball right now. We are the ones who are reacting and, and, and we're doing what we can do to give context and help and hope. Yeah. So from my perspective, here's a few perspectives and opinions that have solidified for me is yeah. I think we, we, we can we can approach this case, this article, this information, and condemn it. That the situation for what it was, the abuser mm-hmm. for what he was, the situations that happened, which were so unfortunate, and it's so easy to then try and fix it by saying that's why this helpline is awful or the late leadership is awful. But we, in order to have an adult conversation about this situation, of saying this is an outlier, it shouldn't have happened this way, it's awful. But we also have to admit that this system. And I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. This helpline, this process, this lay leadership model mm-hmm. has saved and protected numerous uh, yeah. victims or potential victims. And we have to set that foundation. And then we can talk about the case, right? I, I have heard stories from people in the last days of like, oh, yeah, it goes wrong. And look here, here is how I got help from this. 
Here, here is how things went right. I know I won't tell the story because it's a personal friend, but I have a personal friend who has been through a similar situation like this and it turned out right. They did the absolute right thing. Uh, yes. So we, yeah. we, we need to be telling more of those stories too. Absolutely. I agree. Anything else uh, that we haven't mentioned that we talked about in our first interview as mm-hmm. far as corrections or adjustments that, that we didn't make? You know that? That's really the only things I see at this point to correct. I have more questions than I had yeah. before. Um, and I think it's okay to have questions, things we don't know, things we have to speculate on. Yeah. That's what, what, what are some of your top questions that you have at this point? Um, I, to, to be honest, I, I still would like to know what exactly did the helpline say and when? What did the bishops actually know and when? Those are my biggest pieces of information that we don't know. And when you read through the court documents... It's in part because of the mom's super, super, super untruthful testimony that it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about what they knew and what they didn't know. I wish we had that information, right? I wish we had the entire list of what, what were all of the people in this ward doing to try and help it and, and rescue this family, right? Yeah. I also wish we had the list of like, where, where, like, where were the school teachers in this? Where were the other, like, the the other people in the community who may have known about this? Like, wh- how how did those balls get dropped? Um, not to take away blame from where blame actually belongs. Like, let's figure out what happened and fix it. Um, everybody wants a everybody wants a magic bullet. It's the helpline. Yeah. Well, okay, but but it's not just that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and then we we touched on that in our in, in interview mm-hmm. that there there's it's a it's a recipe of different things that's going to help the next yeah. potential victim, right? That yeah. we got to come together. And unfortunately there will be more victims in the future, but mm-hmm. man, I'm going to do everything I can to, to make sure that that's uh, at a minimum. So. Yeah. And, and that's our track record, right? That the church yeah. already has procedures and policies in place. Even the ones that are kind of unknown to people that keep kids safe and have kept many, many kids safe. And we can do it. We can improve, right? Yep. A little, awesome. a little better every day. Cool. <laughs> All right, we we that's a good update. Maybe uh, we'll be back here in another few days or something. But uh, <laughs> I think it's good to, especially from you know, Le- leading saints. We're not the the platform that usually gets into like current events or news stories. Yeah. But I think this week, as leaders, we can learn a lot from this situation and just understanding the process in general mm-hmm. uh, as we go forward. So uh, here's a here's a comment here. An important point to remember: figuring out what went wrong and fix it, and keep the real blame what belongs with the the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Think, thanks for the reminder. That's exactly the sort of your core message that you're trying to remind yeah. people. I mean, that's how I got through my own abuse crisis. Yeah. Right. That guy doesn't get to take my faith away from me. That's my birthright. You don't get to mm-hmm. take that. Paul Davis, Adams, whatever. He does not get to take that away from you. Do not let him. Yeah. Jesus still saves. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Jen. Yeah, you bet.